Bonjour le monde. Welcome to another episode of the Retro Time Podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Derek. And hey, y'all, listen, uh, if you want to do us a solid, uh, you know, Derek, we don't make any money doing this, do we? We don't? Do we make any money? I don't think so. I thought you if you want to help us okay. out, uh, would, instead of giving us money, um, you could go online and you can go to Apple Podcasts and you can uh, leave us a five-star review. And, uh, you know, if you do that, Derek, Derek will write you a song. Brittany, we promise your song is coming. We've been super busy, uh, but but it's it's definitely coming, Derek, right? It's coming. Bet. You bet it is. You bet it is. All right, cool. So leave a five-star review, tell a friend, share it on your work Slack channel. That'd be pretty sweet, Derek, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Let all your coworkers know how much uh, you enjoy the show. Uh, we would really appreciate that. That would help us out way more than you know. And don't forget, if you do want to give us some money, uh, you can buy some stickers. RetroTimePodcast.com slash stickers. Uh, RetroTimePodcast.com to check out all our episodes and stuff and uh, sign up for our newsletter. We get we send them out uh, every time we, uh, we, we we release an episode so we don't spam you too much. I promise maybe once a week at the most. But uh, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and all that stuff. Now that that is out of the way. Derek, we're back with an episode, man. We're back. Last week we tried something new. I, I really liked it, man. I loved your, I loved your story. I um, Personally, I believed every word of it. Every well, it's because it was true. <laughs> I think it's. I think you know. Even if even if it wasn't true, Derek, and you you fibbed a little bit, um, I I still think it, it's true uh, in our hearts. So, Spirit, sure, that's it. But I, I like the the retro time after I was trying something a little different. We're gonna experiment, maybe try some stuff. We got some ideas, some silly ideas. We're gonna play around with, but um, we hope you guys enjoy it. And if you you know you want more of that kind of stuff, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We'll make sure to give you the classics, though, from time to time as well. It's not going to be obviously all, the, the good old, the good old fashioned, uh, the J and D episodes, D and J episodes, whichever you can interchange it. Appreciate that. So, what are we talking about yeah. today, Jeremy? What are we talking about today? Well, um, you know, we've obviously <laughs> we last week we we had the retro time after hours because we've just been so damn busy with work. We have not had a chance to sit down and record, and we thought, you know. Let's talk about burnout and stress and getting overworked and and all this stuff. Um, we think it might be a perfect time to do that. So here we are. Burnout, stress. Yeah. What do you do? I like it, man. I like it. Yeah. So the the idea, I guess, behind this is what's what's the reason why we you know we kind of had some a, a few struggles over the past couple of weeks putting shows out you know part of it is you know we have a lot of things going on a lot of things a lot of conflicting priorities in our lives and we wanted to kind of talk about why that's impacting us we also have friends who work in india and at this time in history india is going through their worst covid surge and that's causing a lot of stress and heartache for people over there i work with people from india they're my buds and it's tough to see them get hit by it. But as a result, they need to modify their priorities. And it's difficult if the culture isn't, you know, uh, open to modifying some of those things. It can be tough for them. So some of them are dealing with burnout and stress. Uh, but Jeremy, I'd like to kind of Yo. give a little uh, overview of what burnout is. Sound good? Yeah, baby. All right. I'm going to do that. So I'm going to read this um, Delightful overview of burnout. So let's go through it. It's a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. So stress leads to this, this phenomenon, okay. burnout. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. Sound mm -hmm. familiar in your life? Well, if you do, 
does. <laughs> it's you're burnt out. Uh, it might be burnt out. You might be burnt out. Um, yeah, it's uh, we actually had um, Jeff Foxworthy booked today <laughs> to give a, if you yeah, might be burnt out jokes, but he he, he, he was yeah he it was a conflict. He's had something he had just shooting. He was shooting goose today. So next was, week, uh, yeah. Um, it's not even goose season. Anyway, as the stress <laughs> continues, you begin to lose the interest and motivation that led you uh, to take a certain role in the first place. So it's it's that losing of motivation. When you when you start feeling like every day is a bad day, caring about your work or home life seems like a total waste of energy. You're exhausted all the time. The majority of your day is spent on tasks you find like mind-numbingly dull or overwhelming. Um, so basically when you feel like Peter Gibbons from Office Space. Yeah, so Peter Every Gibbons was burnt out. Every day is worse than the day before it. <laughs> yeah, so he was burnt out. He's a, that's a perfect example. Um, uh, and then the Bobs came in and just made it worse or better, depending on <laughs> how you look at it. Changed his life. Um, right. But it's funny because once he let go, and uh, I don't know why I'm latching on to Peter Gibbons here. Once he let go and realized that he was in control of his life, and he, he basically took time off um, to cool down, uh, you know, he changed his whole outlook. So I recommend going to see a therapist. Uh, <laughs> hypnotist. A hip, a hypnotist um, uh, to hypnotize you. No, no, I'm kidding. But um, there's some interesting bits about burnout, though, that weren't clarified to me um, when, as we recently started talking about this on our teams. And it's the difference between stress and burnout. I found this particularly interesting, Jeremy, and I'd love to share it with you. Please do. So, stress is characterized by over-engagement. Burnout is characterized by disengagement. Mm, okay. So think about so stress like, stress leads to burnout. Yeah, so you'll find yourself getting over overexcited, overexcited, uh, you know, I want to do everything. I need to do it all. I need to do it all. That's stress leading you there. And then burnout is when you've basically broken and now you're forcing your body's disengaging, your mind is disengaging. Mm-hmm. Emotions are overreactive when you're stressed out, and emotions are blunted when you're burnt out. So it's almost like, you know, uh, some of the some of the things on the right hand side, the burnt out side, um, kind of also play in line with depression. But I think if you think of burnout as acute depression, um, not chronic depression, uh, mm, okay. it may be more helpful to think about it. And in, in talking to people and things like that, are some of the uh, ways to do this as therapy and things are, are important to help with depression. Um, so th- one of the other things is urgency and hyperactivity are something that, you know, stress you'll see in stress and in burnout, you'll see helplessness, hopelessness. Um, mm. It will never get there. It'll never work out. Um, so it's something that, you know, I felt from time to time, um, especially moving different roles in my company and uh, different things. Uh, moving across the country during a pandemic. <laughs> That didn't Lo- help. Uh, lose, essentially losing our jobs, moving across the country during pandemic, yeah. changing roles, having the you know school the kids at home. This whole period of time is causing us to have heightened levels of stress. So it's just something to think about uh, as you as you try to identify this in yourself uh, and your teams. Loss of energy is actually a stress induced thing. Loss mm-hmm. of motivation, ideals, and hope that's a burnout symptom. Anxiety disorders. Uh, are what stress leads to. Detachment and depression disorders are what burnout leads to. So if you start to think about like, um, I, I see burnout as a deeper 
thing. So stress leads to burnout, leads to depression kind of thing. Um, but uh, again, I'm not a doctor. So I didn't, I didn't say that already. I'm not a doctor. Um, and I, uh, but listen, no, I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> I trust you, Derek. Yeah, I trust you. you. Um, the stress, the interesting thing is the primary damage is physical. And the, for burnout, the primary damage is emotional. So it's, you're, you're going to do emotional damage uh, with burnout. Not 100% sure what that means, but if you know what it means. Well, it's like, like physical, I guess stress like will actually lead to physical ailments, right? Like okay. you, you know, you'll, you'll get like, I don't know, tension headaches perhaps, or, you know, uh, lose your hair, like your hair will fall out or, or, you know, you'll age quicker. I think like, cause your body ages quicker when you're under stress constantly. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I guess maybe that's what that means. Interesting. Know. So the next, the next thing on the list here that I was going to say was stress may kill you prematurely. Burnout yeah. may make life seem not worth living. Mm. So it's, 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 it's those feelings that you're having with your work. If you feel like there's no point in doing the work, then you're burnt out. Um, so I wanted to ask you, Jeremy, now that we've described kind of the characteristics of burnout, um, have you ever found yourself in that place? Certainly. Yeah, absolutely, man. So Amy and I have um, done a lot together <laughs> over the last 11 years that we've been married. Um, we didn't actually have kids until, God, well, uh, Linus is five. We married 11 years. So like six years into it, we, we actually did not purposely um, have kids. We wanted to wait because we wanted to do all kinds of stuff. So Amy is a designer, right? Mm -hmm. And so a um, long time ago, Amy and I, this is before Dirty Coast. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with uh, New Orleans and Dirty Coast, they're a t-shirt company based out of New Orleans. Amy and I did uh, a similar thing. We designed fun t-shirts. Like uh, one of the ones we designed was, uh, you know, if you're familiar with, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, the logo. Uh, we made a t-shirt that was basically a spoof on that logo that said it's always humid in New Orleans. And we had a bunch of funny, funny t-shirts like that, um, like a little quarter that was speaking we, you know, or speaking French, it said we. So like a French quarter, you get it. Um, but we made like funny t-shirts like that. And we would do these art markets pr pretty much like once a month. Sometimes we would do like two or three in, in over the summer and in, in, in the fall. Um, actually, not the summer. Nobody does art markets in the summer in New Orleans because it's like 100 degrees. It's too damn hot, yeah. um, but the, in the spring and the fall, you know, getting ready for Christmas and Easter and stuff, we would do uh, – these art markets. And sometimes we would do like three or four a week. Plus we had full-time jobs. And at the time, Amy was actually doing, uh, we did freelance graphic design. We had our little ad agency we were doing. So we had that. We both had jobs. We were both trying to make the freelance thing work because we wanted to work for ourselves. And we also had the Shaltzilla, the t-shirt company that we were doing. And by the way, Shaltzilla.com, you can still go there if you want to check out some other shirts. You can't buy anything. We're sold out, but uh, it's still up there because I have it on my portfolio and stuff. But anyway, um, we were doing all of that. And so we were working 40 hours a week. We were working at night doing freelance. We were working on the weekends doing the art markets and freelance. And it got to the point where we were just like, we had no time to do anything other than just do something for work of some sort. Mm. And, you know, um, the thing with the t-shirt company is we were making like no money. I mean, we were selling... Maybe a few hundred dollars uh, at these art markets, but you know, for two people, adults with full-time jobs that are going out to these art markets for like five, six hours at a time, at the end of the day, we were making like $5 an hour a piece, you know? Um, and it just wasn't profitable. And uh, also at the time I was trying to 
play in bands. So my buddies were in a band called the Breton Sound and, um, you know, I was trying to play music with them. And I was like, no, Amy and I had basically no time to do anything. Um, we got to the point where we were doing freelance work and I would just start to avoid my clients because I just like couldn't finish the stuff and I would not return emails. And it was like the worst possible thing you could do if you're trying to uh, build a reputation and become uh, your own boss. You know, avoiding clients that are looking for work that you said you would have done is obviously not the 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 way to do that. And it got to the point where it's like, this isn't sustainable. Something has to give. And so it was like really tough for me, but um, I made the decision to leave the band. And that was the last uh, band that I was actually in officially. That was like six years ago. Um, that was really hard for me because I've been playing music my entire life. And I was like, you know, the band, what's the least, we had to ask ourselves like, what's the least possibility to be a success? Oh no. <laughs> and it was, it was the band. I mean, obviously it's oh, like no. you're way more likely to be, uh, you know, make it as a freelance graphic designer full time than it is to be a, a professional musician. Right. Fortunately. Um, yeah. and especially six years ago, starting to get, you know, fat gray, um, no longer appealing to teenagers, you know, <laughs> um, you know, this is, I was in my mid thirties at that point, like chances of me being a famous rock star in my forties or the mid thirties is pretty unlikely. So I said, you know, this is this is not going to work out. I can't do this anymore. And I quit the band. Um, that was really hard. That was very emotional for me. Um, I actually cried. <laughs> when I Aww. broke up with my band, I actually cried. Um, and tough, so man. not long after that, Amy and I said, you know, is this is this website thing going to work out? And we're like, well, you know, there's a chance to do the, the freelance design. Let's let's stop doing the T-shirt stuff. And so we stopped doing the T-shirt stuff. And then eventually we said, you know, this freelance stuff is not working out. Let's just get full-time jobs and just live the corporate life. And so we just started to phase out those things that, you know, Amy and I were like, we weren't fighting. Like I, we weren't close to divorce or anything like that, but it was not fun. It wasn't fun. You know, we're like, we want to have kids. There's no way we can have kids and do this. And that was when we started to say, let's let's stop doing this stuff and focus on our family and, and our careers. And, you know, that's when we started to, to do that and move away. But um, – I think we we realized that we were getting burnt out before it got to be a huge problem, you know. And I think skipping deadlines with the freelance stuff, realizing we were spending more money on Shelzilla than we we're actually making, and it was fun. We met a ton of people. We got to hang out with the Dirty Coast guys. You know, they had us in their their uh, their um, fashion shows and stuff, and that was really cool. We got to meet a lot of really cool people, but. You know, it was like, we're going to get divorced if we keep doing this. Like, we're going to end up fighting all the time. Money's going to be an issue. Um, you know, owning a business with your part, like two businesses with your partner is hard. You're doing the taxes and all. it's just so much work. And it's like, let's just enjoy our lives. Um, and that's when, uh, you know, we decided to move to Alger's Point <laughs> and um, just like kind of live our best lives, you know, and, and be able to live in a place where we can walk to work and walk to the coffee shops and all that stuff. And, and I think we, we realize like for us, that's a higher priority than trying to focus. Like, I think this is sort of like one of those things too. If you look at like the entrepreneur scene anywhere, really it's who's the busiest, you know, like, Oh, yeah. how you do? Oh, I'm so busy. I got so much stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not good. Why is that good? Why is that desirable? Being busy, always having something to do, you know? Um, I think that's the kind of stuff that eventually just leads to burnout, you know? Anyway, that's our, that's my story. Kind of long, but. I love it. I love that story, man. I think that's a great, uh, a great story for 
uh, sort of clarifying, even in not in a software space, how you know this could affect you. Having so many irons in the fire, having so many priorities, you you basically just you you limited your priority and your focus in life, and and you realize where your priorities were. It seems like, yeah, yeah awesome. absolutely. And I I mean I miss playing music with my friends. I miss being in a band. You know. Um, you know, I miss I miss that kind of stuff. But it's like, you know, you could just do it for fun. Like, we could just go to your house and jam, man. You know, I don't have to be in a band and, like, worry about sales and CD sales and shows and booking shows and all those things. Um, plus, like, you know, at this point, man, I'm, I'm, going, I'm in bed by, like, 10 o'clock. I can't play any shows anymore. I know. I hear you, man. I'm tired for that. I'm tired, man. So. I know. Yeah. We got to get you over here into the studio, man. Get you. Uh... Dude, I got a drum kit sitting in my basement that's just. Ready for you, dude. Bring that puppy on over. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Next um, week. Love it. Dime. This should. weekend. Shit, this weekend. Let's do it this weekend. Let's do it, man. Um, so, I had a story, actually. Uh, it's not it's not my story, which is weird. Um, but I think it's really telling as to how burnout can affect you. Uh, my wife, for a while, um, was doing something called LuLaRoe. You familiar with that? You remember Dime, when right? she was yeah, doing remember, that. Yeah. yeah. So, she would sell, my wife like. bought some stuff from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I used to model some of the uh, leggings actually uh, to get to get people to buy them. Um, I remember there was leggings with little screws on them. Anyway, it's a it's a multi level <laughs> marketing or a pyramid scheme company, um, as it were, and uh, they try to get you to sell clothes. Well, she was really good at selling clothes, and she'd make a profit. So it was like, all right, well, this is a business she can sustain. Um, she had loyal following and people that would follow her. She was interesting. Uh, and is interesting if she's listening to this. She's very cool. She's fun. So it was like a perfect uh, match for her. What the problem was is that we were spending a lot of money on a nanny so that she could do this during the day. Um, so a lot of the money went to a nanny who was watching our newborn son, Remy. And she would watch him in the other room, like giggling and playing with our nanny, who was wonderful. Um, actually, the nanny to... Um, uh, the girl from, I think it was the girl from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, really? Yeah, weird, weird connection there. Oh, I'll have to so get funny. the. Okay. It was yeah, it was it was funny. Um, she's in she was in a show called The Mick as well. Uh, some kind of like yeah, the odd, one uh, I, can't, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was her nanny, and we uh, she was just wonderful. Her name was Angela, and uh, Remy loved her. It was great, but Catherine realized that her priorities were getting messed up, you know, like, why am I doing this? Why am I trying to sell all these clothes? Like for what? Like she put a down payment on her, her car, her minivan. Uh, and that was basically the end of it. She's, we somehow got out of that pyramid scheme. Um, by she sold all her stuff to like one person at the end, like when she had this blowout sale and we were done, dude, like we didn't have any more inventory left. It was like a very lucky thing. Cause you can get trapped in there with all this inventory. If you don't, can't figure out how to sell it. So she realized what her priorities were, came out of it so much happier afterwards, um, sort of seeing the light in a lot of ways that, you know, she was kind of trapped in a pyramid scheme. I, I went along for the ride because I knew that she was <laughs> she was like gonna she was doing well in it. And I was I was looking around this dude like these people are duped. Like I tell her all the time, I was like, you realize that um, the logo for Lula Row, if you turn it sideways as a pyramid, 
And I'm like, no. I'm like yeah, dude. Yeah. Is it really? I don't uh-huh. even know what it looks yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, watch. And I turned it and uh, it was very funny. It was like, it was like an office episode or something. <laughs> when when uh, there was an office episode where uh, Michael realizes that he got involved in a pyramid scheme and he goes, <laughs> oh, I have to make a call. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. I want, we're rewatching the office right now. But in any case, um, yeah, so that was when we realized that it was kind of a big deal to folk, to get your priorities straight. Um, and yeah, so uh, I, I kind of wanted to talk next about um, how we can track this stuff on our teams yeah. and how we can identify are we are we in like you know stuck in this place um so one of the things i noticed recently is that our teams are going through it you know uh, in our teams from india specifically and 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 really hit hard by burnout um because their priorities aren't shifting with the amount of stress that is being added to their life from external factors Priorities are the thing I'm noticing by your story, by my story, from what I'm reading. Priorities are the thing that need to be shifted. You know, um, and yeah. So I think that's, that's it. Yeah, I mean, like for me, you know, it's realizing that like you 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 can't be effective at work if you're stressed out. You really can't overworked. So in order to be effective at work, you actually have to work less, <laughs> which is sort of counterintuitive, right? But, um, you know, uh, setting these uh, un- uh, unrealistic expectations for yourself um, is certainly not going to help you achieve any goals. You don't hit the goals. You get stressed out that you missed the goals, but you didn't set the right expectations in the first place. So the only way to actually set the right expectations or the only way to, to actually uh, keep from getting stressed out is to step back, realize what's important. Set the right expectations. Take time for yourself. Don't work so much. And, you know, it's kind of uh, easier said than done, though, for a lot of people. I have an analogy for you. Let me, hear, let me hit you with it. So uh, we are oil. And when we're, when we're doing well at work, the positive things in our work, that's water. Okay. So if we go down the drain, right? So that our, if, our, if our mission in life was to, you know, get into the pipes and out to the sea or whatever, because we're oil or whatever, we go in the pipes. If there's no water, we clump up. Become a fatberg. Become a fatberg, and it creates, a, uh, it creates a blockage. So now mm-hmm. no new water can get through. You can't actually feel good anymore. You got to have that water to flush it out. So the less, see where you're going. you know what I mean? So the less, the less trickle of stuff through the pipes, the more water um, helps everything continue to flow. It's about consistency. Being happy in your job is not about bursts of great work. It's not about firefighting at big times. It's not about big releases. It's about consistent oh, positive pressure. That, that's what I've seen. You know what I noticed? This is something back from like when we were at Sheldzilla. Um we every once in a while we get an article or something written about us or somebody big in new orleans would post about us or tweet about us and it was almost like one of those dopamine hits you know like mm. you get a lot of feedback from like a certain amount of time but inevitably it starts to trickle off and nobody's talking about you in within a week yeah and it's sort of like depressing at that point you're like oh man all these people were just talking about us and we were top of their mind a week ago and now nobody's interacting with us nobody's retweeting us anymore 
you know. So you got to like go out there and find that next big thing and like hustle to get the next big, you know, um, shout out from somebody important. And it's a lot to me like social media too, you know, like um, Facebook. You want to post a million things so people like you and you get a like and you get a, a notification and you got to check your phone and right. all this crap. Um, you know, it's like we're almost like we're training ourselves to get those dopamine hits, you know. Mm. Um, and I haven't really thought much about it till just now. So this this analogy might not work. But, you know, like for me, I, I got rid of Facebook. I'm not on Facebook anymore. I, I, I very rarely post. Actually, I never posted Twitter. I can't remember the last time I posted Twitter. I think I posted Instagram a year ago. Um, LinkedIn is really the only thing I'm on. And it's only because of this podcast, to be honest, to like promote yeah. the, the show. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't uh, do social media anymore because it's just like I see all these other people getting recognition for stuff. And it's like it doesn't make me happy. I don't I don't care. I don't care that you got somebody talking about you or somebody you did something cool. Like I, it doesn't matter to me at all. Um if you're my friend, you know, I'm I'm happy for you, but I don't need to see that on. So I think it's a, kind of the same thing like like you're talking about, like just the trickle instead mm-hmm. of those big bursts, I guess is where I was going with this. <laughs> no, that makes <laughs> the sense trickle. too. The yeah. like being, you just happy, just being yourself and just like, you know, like going for a walk in the morning and walking to the coffee shop by your house or and getting a coffee and walking home and like that's enjoyable. Like I don't need somebody to give me recognition to get, validate me. I, you know what I mean? I don't know. Um so anyway, I, to me, that's kind of the same thing at work, though, like uh, hustling, doing all this stuff at work so you, somebody will notice you and maybe you'll get a shout out in an all hands or something. Um, is it worth it? That, that one shout out? Like, you, you know, you're probably not going to get a shout out the next all hands. <laughs> so, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Um, just doing your work, getting, you know, making commitments, setting the expectations, the right expectations, delivering your work when you said you would, but not you know, trying to do, not trying to go, um, you know, above and beyond, maybe under, pro, uh, under promise, over deliver kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so that you can over deliver without over stressing yourself. Don't over promise and then over deliver over the over promise. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a big deal. Um, I, uh, I think, you know, it's, it happens to kids a lot too. They'll get, they'll get sucked into video games that have huge, uh, dopamine hits and things like that. And, um, we're learning actually through counseling and things that that's a huge problem right now in in, in uh, with kids is that they're they're not enjoying going outside anymore because the dopamine hits aren't as strong, um, just like you said. So we can get trapped in that too. So yeah, I guess like one of the things that people do recommend is focus on exercise, focus on getting out of the house, yeah. focus on the small things like like Jeremy said, so that you feel better um, over time. Absolutely, I think like staying in good shape and and being healthy. And, you know, not to get a six pack ab or anything like that, but like I personally, this is me. I, you know, I, like I said, I told you guys this before when I worked at the startup every other day or every day at like two o'clock, two to three, every day, I would go to the gym. I'd work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, and Thursday. I'd sit in the hot tub every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I moved to like the big cor- uh, corporate conglomerate with international uh, um, colleagues, like I, I, I lost that time. And I stopped working out and like I, I was more tired. I wasn't able to do as much stuff. Like I felt less creative. And, you know, over the last like few months, like I'm, I made a point now just to like go for a walk. I take my dog for a walk in the morning now trying to do that more, you know, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and just taking time for myself, getting exercise, walking around, not sitting, in, uh, you know, um, 
That's another thing. Like b- back when we were uh, pre-COVID, you know, Amy and I would walk to work every day. I don't walk anywhere anymore. I don't walk yeah. to work. So I'm like missing that exercise, you know, missing that like um, going out for lunch, walking down the street. You're missing the consistency of life, yeah. you know. Right. And Normal so, life. you know, uh, sitting on my ass all day, not having to walk to work. I just go straight from like my car to drop my kids off to sit at my desk to get on a meeting. I can mm-hmm. take that meeting from my phone and walk around the block yeah. while I'm on a meeting, you know, or, um, you know, take time to just like for me, like the self-care kind of stuff. Um, Got to do it. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. So I think you know, we... it's like on, when you're on an airplane and, and they tell you, put your mask on before you put your kid's mask on. Right. It's the same thing. Take it care is. of yourself or you can't take care of the other stuff. That's such a good point. I think self-care, um, focusing on... Focusing on you, focusing on, uh, you know, and a lot of the things we, we talked about earlier about the symptoms of burnout. Are you, are you feeling like hopeless? Are you feeling like detached? You know, there, like, reach out to a counselor. Like there's no, there's no harm in doing that if you're feeling that way. But if you can, lower the number of things that you have to do each day. Like a lot of the times people are okay with that. It's just you're putting these things on you. It's so setting the right expectations. That's the thing. Setting the yeah. expectation. Right. And following through on the expectations that you set. If you set the expectation that I am not going to be available Monday, Wednesday and Friday from two to three because I'm taking time to myself. Nobody will book a meeting if they know that you're doing that. If you try to hide it and just like schedule the time and just, well, well, if someone scheduled a meeting, I guess I won't tell them, you know, they're going to keep scheduling meetings. (laughs) If you want that time to yourself, say this is my time. You know, or your lunch break or whatever. This is my time. Um, and, and, and state that and make sure people understand that, you know, setting the right expectations. I think that's the most important part. Unless you work with Joey. Joey got mad at me once for, uh, for doing that. I got Joey, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, if you're Old listening Joey. to Joey, if you're listening to Joey, uh, screw you, bro. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, that's really, um, that's really what I wanted to tackle today, what I wanted to share. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was going to... Um, I have uh, one thing that I'd like to add to this, and that's if you are in a leadership position, if you're a manager, you have got to set the example for your team. If you're sending emails at midnight on Saturday, sending Slack messages, people are going to feel obligated to respond to you because you are the leader and you are supposed to set the example. Don't send emails off work hours. Take a vacation and show them that it's okay to take vacation. Take a personal day. Take a health day, mental health day, and let people know that you're doing it, right? Like um, my boss, for instance, he's on paternity leave right now for two months. Mm. Mine too. You know, (laughs) if you – oh, yeah, yours as well, right? Right. If you – different boss, by the way. Um, If you are, uh, you know, taking a week on paternity leave, guess what? The people that you work for will think they are supposed to take a week for paternity leave instead of two months. If your company right. offers those days, take those days. Don't send emails. Don't send stuff in the middle of the night. Don't send stuff on weekend. Don't try to like, you know, say, oh hey, you know, just thinking about this. Like, blah, blah. So set set schedule it if you can schedule it. I don't know if Slack lets you schedule messages. Email usually you can schedule a message for like a certain time. Don't send it or write it down so you don't forget it. If it's like spur of the moment thing, but don't try to get people to interact with you off hours because they will then think it's that's the norm. Yeah. And as the leader, that is your job to set those expectations. The company culture is is on you. So make sure people know that taking vacation time is good. You know, a lot of times, this, a lot of companies now will do that unlimited PTO thing where they don't track PTO, right? So you might think that's a benefit. 
studies have, have shown, I have to find this online. I, I remember reading this article a few years ago, but studies have shown that when like startups gave people unlimited time off and they didn't track the, the time they had off, they didn't take what they would have taken had they been given a certain amount of time. So for instance, if I, if you get three weeks, you have three weeks, you have or 15 business days, right? Um, by the end of the year, you oh my God, I have 10 days left. I haven't taken the 10 days. If you're not tracking those days, guess what? You probably have no idea how many vacation days you've taken off, <laughs> right? So make sure that you are not being unreasonable with this, but they give you unlimited paid time off. Don't take less. Take advantage of that. Uh, well, don't take advantage of it, <laughs> but use it to uh, use it to your advantage if you can. Take the time if they give you the time and, and make sure that that's not something that you're, you know, as a leader, you're, um, you know, chiding people for. Oh, God, another another vacation. Guess the PTO is uh, unlimited PTO is coming real handy for you, Bob. You know, that kind of stuff. Like, don't make those kinds of remarks. And, and, and uh, you know, because people are going to feel like they can't they can't uh, take advantage of those days. So don't be Big that point, guy. man. Be a, be a role model. Be a role model. Be a role model. That's right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, that's it. I, that's it for me, Derek. I don't think I have much else. I think just uh, you know, be happy. Just focus on being happy and ask yourself: is 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 you know, getting that re- that thing pushed to production by Friday afternoon going to make you happy? Um, is anyone going to care? Is it really that important? Can it wait until Monday? Can it wait until next sprint? Um, you know, uh, and again, set the right expectations. Don't, don't say, don't set the expectations that you're going to do everything, set the right expectations. Um, and, and I think you'll, you'll end up having, take time for yourself. As you said, go on a date with your partner, uh, go, go enjoy yourself and, and, uh, try to get your exercise in. Um, you know, the added benefit of that, you get a nice six pack abs. Are you right. Are you right. <laughs> right. All right, cool. Well, so, um, Anyway, with that said, uh, let us know what you think. I'd love to hear. We'd love to hear from you. Um, what are, What are some tips? Some maybe some stories you've had and and some things that you've experienced. It'd be great to hear from you guys. Check us out on retrotimepodcast.com. Get your stickers, retrotimepodcast.com slash stickers. Let us know at hello at retrotimepodcast.com. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. You know the drill. Until next time, y'all. Take it easy. I'm a fat berg. <laughs>